up, guys? Casey and George back with the Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel on another Tuesday at 5 Eastern, 4 Central time. As always, we got to thank those people who make this show possible for us for bringing it live for free to you guys every Tuesday. TSR Racing Products, Champs Performance Parts, VRG 3D Printed Parts, Syntex Printing out there in Temple, Texas, Driven Racing Oil. Use the code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off your order. And Proform Parts, our newest marketing partner visit proformparts.com you can find literally thousands and thousands of different types of parts on there from ignition parts rear end parts anything you could possibly imagine is on proform's website so george i know we had a little technical difficulty last week when we had peter biondo <laughs> on but we got the gist of it everything's out there on the bracket racing facebook page so we got everything fixed and we got a good guest for tonight yeah, definitely, definitely, man, and uh, look, looking forward to tonight, man. And uh, it's been a pretty entertaining off season, if I could say the, you know, to say the least. It's been very fun so far. And I know you talked to me yesterday and said you could go racing in Kenston this week if you wanted to. So I don't really get the chance to say you're having an off season if you're ready to go racing already. Uh, I myself, I won't get to race until February. So looking like I'll be. Uh, uh, Texas Motorplex is open back up, so I may be heading out there a little bit. That ought to be pretty fun. So, won't hold everybody long. We're going to get right into a show here, a face that is very familiar here on the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel, as he's been here before. You guys might have seen him once or twice, or maybe even three or four times on Motormania TV, bringing home a pretty large check. One half of TB Promotions, Tyler Bohannon in the house. What's going on, Tebow? Uh, living the dream, I guess is what they tell me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can't complain with that, man. So I know you, uh, you're you on the road and on your way to good old Indy for, for a little bit there. So we won't hold you up too long here. We'll get things started off with a few questions about uh, 2022 and just kind of a recap for TB Promotions. How uh, how did it go in 2022, Tyler? For, for TB Promotions, it was a good year. You know, we got to go to St. Louis with the new venue and, and the new race and and, you know, a new market. Um, all those racers that, you know, I've raced with and Brownsway raced with for a lot of our lives, but never been able to bring them our experience. So that was super cool to see. And then obviously the two races at Killcare that we did um, with the 50 and the 100 uh, that we've had for a while, you know, good feedback there. Just, you know, the new stuff worked as well as we had hoped. And then, you know, the stuff that we've had for, for years now worked as well. So uh, very fortunate, Look, looking forward to, to this year and, and new stuff again. So very happy absolutely and that was I was, great minds think alike you mentioned gateway right off the bat man that's where i'm born and raised at i'm always going to call it gateway even though they call it worldwide technologies now you're never going to get me to change i can't it's just ingrained in me man but tell me i'll tell you my thoughts because i competed in that event so and and from there i might and down the line into the stream come back to this but uh one heck of a race, man, even through a little bit of adversity, which I won't elaborate on. Um, you got that place hooking up. We had a lot of cars there. We had a lot of fun there. Uh, and definitely one of the races already on my schedule to come back to uh, this year, as in that warm-up race, I got in a pretty good groove, and then I broke a throttle cable, and it, that kind of messed me up for the rest of the week. So um, uh, St. Louis was excellent, man. And But tell me something. With the Mulligan race, did you guys learn anything with that Mulligan race? Is it what? What do you? What would you do differently or the same? Should I ask? 
that's that's kind of the tough part. We've actually talked about it a lot, and as of now, um, I think we're going to put it on the side for, for this year and try to make it a little better. Obviously, I think the main thing, you know, I've, I've always said that, you know, when me and Brian go to debate something, I'm always going to take the racer side and he's going to take the business side, and it works well that way for us. And the one thing that I noticed is, you know, technically we started paying – the round of say eight or 16 or whatever it was but you have two of those rounds so right. you know only one one round of that got paid and i think that's something you have to figure out is once you get to that that money um that money side whether it's cut the buyback early so you don't have that issue um or you know the way the race is formatted if you you know need to keep that buyback going it's finding a way to pay you know everybody that was at that first round um you know that was kind of the main thing that's been on our minds about it um you know since we did it and we did it again at Kill Care and made a couple changes with it. And it seemed to help, um, you know, keeping the, the winners for each round running each other. That way you're always cutting, you know, cars out. Um, when the losers run each other second round, you're getting rid of half of those guys. So you don't, you know, that, that eliminates the possibility of a 15, 14, 15 round race. So sure. I think those two, you know, if you can figure out how to how to do that and, and with the payout there at the end, I think those are the two main concerns that we had. And uh, when we do it, if we if and when we do it in the future, it'll definitely, um, you know, be changed and, and be a little better. It, it was a very cool concept. I still I still love the idea as a warm-up race, obviously. But, um, you know, I think it was fun for some guys. I definitely saw, you know, both sides of it. So I think we can definitely make it a little better and uh, try it again sometime. Well, that's what's cool about it, man. That's what's cool about uh, about TV promotions is y'all are willing to actually try new things. And I know a mulligan race isn't necessarily a new thing, but it is a new concept in the sport of big money bracket racing. It's never, as far as I've known, been implemented in some type of race like that, especially for a warm-up race. And it's a cool concept for a warm-up race where things – you know, not that they don't matter, but they don't matter as much in a warm-up race. If you're going to try something, that's a place to try it. But – obviously gateway you know is the standout thing i know i know it's not the biggest race y'all have of the year but it it was a standout race for that particular area because it's been a very long time since that track has had a successful big money bracket race going back to the super mega bucks days so i i think you know i know you've obviously heard the news that the og millions coming to gateway next year do you think that because I think that your race had uh, had something to do with that, showing that it could be successful? But how do you think that that's going to turn out for them? Um, because, like I said, I think that your successful uh, twin fifties for TV promotions is is what ultimately sealed the deal for for these guys. I'll second that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, going back, kind of going through everything that you said, you know, we're not the you see, like the OG million, me and Brian aren't the guys that are going to go out there and be able to do, you know, a million dollar race or something like that. So the, what TV promotions is what we try to focus on, you know, when it comes to new things is we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but you know, these facilities like, like St. Louis and now Bowling Green that, you know, big money racing, you know, other than some stuff that they've done on their own, you know, it's been a long time since you had that. So that's kind of what we do, you know, the, the warm up race like that, kind of a new idea. And then, you know, kind of bringing in these new facilities, um, is kind of our niche, you know, for, for trying to be new and, and innovative with, with the sport. Um, I think that the move for the million is great. Uh, I think it's great for everybody. Um, obviously, I think they will lose some of that, you know, that southern, um, you know, that group. They had a group of racers from Alabama that, 
you know, never missed a million. Um, and I don't know, you know, I think some of those guys will still come. And I think that, you know, when you think of the OG million, you think of Alabama or you think of, you know, the South. But they're going to gain so many racers, um, you know, being more available. I think, I don't know what exact. I know, let's see, St. Louis is four and a half for me and, and Montgomery seven. So it's got, I don't know what the exact distance between the two is, but I mean, you just, you're so much closer to such a large market, of, especially of racers that don't get to race that much. You know, you get west of St. Louis and, you know, those guys aren't racing like we are. So um, I think it's going to be great for them. They're going to have a lot of new faces, um, which I think is, could, you know, you got a lot of new faces that you have to impress. Um, you know, being in Alabama, they didn't, you know, they had so many years there and it was the same group of racers, you know, they were like family where, you know, you kind of got to impress these guys. You got to, you know, give them, give them a good experience and show them that. I think it helps our race too. I mean, now looking at it, it's not just we're there, you've got the million there and it's the million. So I think it helps our race. Obviously that's, you know, people saying that the million trust their event to be there. They're going to, you know, then trust the racetrack more and trust, you know, trust trying our event. So I don't see, you know, I think the idea of it being there is great for, for the folks. I think it's great for us and obviously great for the racer because now, you know, what I consider uh, one of our greatest creations at TV promotions and obviously one of the greatest creations in bracket racing are both going to be there. So um, I, I think I'm very excited for it. I mean, just the fact that it's half the distance for me. So um, very excited for, for them and, and us and all the racers. Absolutely, man. And um, so, so I second that. The shortest distance traveled, I think it's maybe 40 minutes from Team Atchison. So I expect to see all three of them. It's eight hours from me. It's my home track, so don't put it past me. Um, yeah. That's not that far. And if my whole family is yeah. going to be there, then, I mean, we're going to have a lot of fun at events like that, similar to what we did at your event, and we'll repeat basically there. But Yeah, and that's the cool deal about St. Louis is, you know, with with the facility that they have, it's not just the racetrack. You know, that the, the area, the bar area, the party area, I mean, that, that's right. you know, as a promoter, that – you know, I know Jenny always had uh, for their party at Montgomery. There was always the tent and all that. I mean, that's that's a huge cost to a promoter like us, and and that's provided you know pretty much with your rental. And so, like for a promoter, that's great. Plus for the racer, because it's such a nice area, and it's you know a place you can be every night, and you know you can forget about losing pretty quickly at the place. So it's 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 an awesome awesome place, especially with that. And it just you know it's a lot easier for the promoter and a lot more fun for the racer. And don't forget about the most important part of that entire facility is the fact that, first of all, it's a national event facility, so you know it's nice. Second of all, there is no grass parking there, period. Uh There isn't any. So you're going to always park on asphalt. doesn't matter what you're driving. You could be a mile long. You can literally fit in that facility. They got the circle track. Like, I mean, there's – I've been to every inch of that facility. I started racing GR Dragsters there when I was 10 years old, man. The – you know, it's it's just it's a good place to be. There's restaurants everywhere. There's casinos right down the road. I mean, legitimately, there are casinos within 15 minutes of Gateway International Raceway. Worldwide uh, technologies, huh. it is what it is. But you know, whatever. The point is, is, is it's and it's easy to get to. Whenever you say it's four hours from you, yeah, it's four hours, but it's interstate driving. You're that right. is not the same as going on these back roads to get everywhere with your motorhome and your big trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and and i I've been, I've been meaning to to call Nettie and and congratulate her on this because i mean you know i know she's a huge part of it now too and, and chris player and all those guys but 
you know, I was thinking about it when I was there for the national event. It's the only facility to hold IndyCar, NASCAR, and the Camping World Series, and now you add a million-dollar bracket race to that. And, I mean, that's just, you know, I, it's incredible. It really is. Full circle. Couldn't happen to a better track, in my opinion, as well. Um, but so so I know that Derby City, I think it's a practice tree race, if I'm not wrong, Tyler, is coming up. I think I saw you maybe have – 10 days left worth of a pre-entry or something of that nature that I saw. Let's let's get off into 2023 and begin to look at TB promotions as it pertains to 2023. And I'm going to pull up that schedule, but you feel free to begin. Uh, I just took the 2023 schedule uh, from your website there at TB, uh, Race TB Promotions. Yeah, so the practice tree race, that's kind of mine and Brian's way. It, it's it's kind of a racer appreciation party. You know, it's a, it's a good time, but there's also – you know, money to be paid out. It's it's an experience that, that we provide to the racer that I think is, you know, one of, it's more relaxed. Um, you know, we we provide a, a good time for everybody and, and obviously it pays, pays five grand. Um, you know, just like I said, just kind of a time for all of our, you know, customers and, and maybe some guys who are new that want to come get a small little bit of an experience that, that we have to provide. Come come hang out and, uh, you know, race for five grand and, and have, a, have a good time. Um, you know, it's it's kind of Brian's Brian's baby. He he had he started the practice tree deal uh, around around us, so he's a lot better with it than I am. I'm that that's my way of shaking hands all night long. <laughs> <laughs> Leading from that, we go straight to what I consider a very number one. Everybody's going to agree with this if you've ever been to Bowling Green uh, and raced at that facility. It is a very nice facility. It's all, it always hooks. I've never been there and it didn't hook number one. Let's be honest. Um, they always have the 10 tuck, but you're right. I hadn't seen anything this large. looks like May 4th through 7th. You're going to head there for a hundred grand. Um, talk to me about that race. I hadn't seen the flyer yet, but I know it's coming and we'll get that to you guys as well. Yep. Uh, the only thing we're waiting on on the flyers, we just secured, um, our last day sponsor. So we're getting that wrapped up and we'll have it out. Um, it's, we are taking the hundred grand weekend that we've had for a few years now. And once again, making it bigger, um, obviously we've been working with, uh, with Brock at Bowling Green, Brian for a little over a year. Um, you know, just picking away at, at trying to make that happen. You know, I, I was talking to him. We believe that the last outside promoter for, for a big money bracket race would have been the U S open, um, you know, 15 years ago, I guess. So, you know, being able to get back into that facility, I think alone is, is a huge deal. Um, we'll obviously have our $100,000 shootout, and uh, I'll go ahead and tell everybody the weekend on that deal is actually going to be 25 50 50. Um, that'd be 25,000, 50,000, and 50,000, um, kind of working around that 100, 100 grand or so. We are super excited about, you know, getting into Bowling Green. I, you talk about home tracks. I mean, I have Ohio Valley, but, you know, Bowling Green was a big part of my childhood and, and you know, growing up with dad running. Uh, there a bunch in Sunday afternoons, you know, I remember Monday mornings at school always sucked because you got home at 2 a.m. From, from Bowling Green. I mean, it's, you know, I, I grew up racing there a bunch and it's, you know, it's a very special place to me. I know a lot of other guys and um, I think it's another one of those tracks that's kind of a destination place for, for some racers, you know, especially some that obviously haven't been. So uh, looking forward to that one and, and a lot of money on the line for those guys. Definitely. is a 64 car shootout, right? Yep, the the hundred granders, the sixty four car shootout, uh, two thousand dollar entry fee. Every penny of that gets paid back out um, to that shootout, hundred percent payout. There, uh, same format that we've that we've gone with. See, it's worked so far. I don't I don't see no reason to change it. Ain't broke, don't fix it. You know. 
<laughs> so, uh, speaking of the twin 50s shortly after that uh looks like we're gonna be doing that and i've had eye surgery so i gotta get way up on my screen now but uh <laughs> looks like in june sometime you'll have to get the dates i can't see it uh but yeah. back to st louis let's talk about it now we already know there's no mulligan race but i'm sure you'll have something as a warm-up <laughs> oh yeah uh we're working on our warm-up race right now um I've, I've got a couple of weeks of, of sourcing some stuff, and I'll have that out. I think everybody would be very excited about that. Um, the value on it's in the $40,000 range, and the entry fee is, is not very high at all. So um, we're, we're finishing up a couple of details on that. We uh, The only thing, it worked once again, so we don't see no reason to uh, make a bunch of changes there. Um, we're going to, you know, I think it was 50-50-10. Um, was the three-day purse. We are uh, probably going to go to 50-50-25 with it. A um, little bit more money for the racer there, and I think it um, helps that Sunday crowd out as well. You know, on our end, we, we think about that a bunch because you, you lose some, so, I, you know, no, no secret there. But, I mean, we, we tried to book a date with them the, the day we left, so, you know, we talked about that and got that set. <laughs> Hopefully, we, we went with June. Um, you know, we, we found the hottest week of the year uh, this past year, so. Uh, oh, know, it that, was that, hot. But, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys did a good job with the water, though, the water and the tents and everything. The staging lanes were kind of bearable. You got to step under one of the pop-up uh, pop pop-up awnings or whatever you want to call them, and coolers yep. were always full. So at least we were having fun. When the sun went down, it was excellent out there. So um, yeah, don't I, let that heat scare I, you. Right, yeah. That's, you know, our staff that we have, you know, the, the eight or ten people that TV Promotions has, and, you know, you need, with having that small of a group, um, you know, I, I take the people that I trust the most to, to do the job that I would do. And, and those eight or 10 people that, that we have is, is that group. And when you have that small of a group, you really rely on a track staff and that track staff. There's just, I, every person there is so good at what they do. It makes my life so much easier in Brian's and, and all of our team. So, uh, I have not found a better track staff. It's just what, what the job that they do is unreal. And, and that really, you know, just goes along with making that experience what it is with, you know, track conditions and track prep. Well, obviously, because you're coming right back in August for the race, racers, uh, uh, the, the class racing revival is what I believe that's called there in August 4th through the 6th. So you've got to have some love for old Gateway. I, I'm sorry, Worldwide Technology. You Gateway. You just need to change the name back and get it over with. Talk to us yeah, about that, that race. We're taking another swing at it. You know, it's... uh. It hasn't been easy. It's actually been tough, but you know, it's it's what I love. It's what I was raised around. You know, it's what my dad did. It's what, you know, my grandpa, my uncle. It's what my family did, and that's really the thing to me. Is I look at, you know, you go to one of those races, and you know, mainly stock and super stock, but you look at those, and it's the average age is fifty something. You know, for for those guys, so it it is to give those guys another avenue, but it's also to try to get. You know, I, I take it very personal to try to get, you know, my friends that bracket race to just come and either hang out or, you know, I'll find them something to drive. Just trying to get, give those guys another avenue, but also bring light to the sport and, you know, try to let people know that they're, that we are trying to revive it and bring it back and, and give, give away um, for those guys to race for money and, and make it something that maybe younger people want to get involved with. Um, we're going to do the 90 classes again. Um, I think, you know, that's just those guys don't have a lot of avenues either so 
uh, giving those guys something to come do as well. And we're looking to maybe expand on a little bit, depending on a couple of schedules that come out. So waiting on that, but but definitely gonna take another swing at it. You know, I was I was ready to throw in the towel, and Brian taught me out of it. So I'm excited about it, and just gonna keep grinding away and hope it works. Well, I heard people that. Don't, people don't realize, man, that the St. Louis area actually had a ton in in the '80s and the '70s, and maybe even back to the '60s, a ton of class racers out there. And I know, obviously, bracket racing wasn't established really back then, but I mean. There's a reason why all those chassis builders are in that Moscow Mills area. It's because there was a ton of pro stock stuff came out of there. Like Rich Thomas is from St. Louis. Um, you know, there's there's just if you really go look into the history, I think Animal Jim was from Chicago, I want to say. Bill Kuhlman set every door slammer world record there ever was for like 20 years straight from Winsville, Missouri. Like, I mean, there's there's a ton of history there as far as class racing goes. My dad was a super stock racer for a really long time. Um, and then I was born and took all his money. So, <laughs> uh, I, yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. And that's the cool, like, it, it's just so the location of it's so good, you know, because there is a lot of those guys still in division five. Um, and honestly, if it wasn't for division five, we, you know, it would have been a, it would have been a complete flop, you know? So I, I felt that I owed it to them to keep it at St. Louis, um, you know, to give it another shot there. I owed it to them to keep it close to them because they were such, you know, such a big support. You know, I, I really relied on Division Three there because that's, you know, those are my people, and, and D5 showed out um, way bigger. So I know it's still a long ways from a lot of guys, but, you know, I I hope that our experience can make them make the, the travel and, and hopefully that Division Three and Division Five, you know, can keep the – keep the thing alive so uh, just the location of it being so so centrally located to so many people in divisions it's it just seems to work out and i one of the guys that came to the first one he he uh he told me he had been racing there since like the beginning you know and and was a part of it and racing stock so that was cool too wow yeah definitely uh super comp i see your question i heard him say 90 classes would be there too so uh might as well bring it on out to St. Louis. You're not going to be upset with that facility. I promise you that, buddy. I promise you that. Uh, there's there's nothing else I can say on the, to, on the level of that. So um, last but not least, and certainly another really, really familiar place and nice facility, we got Kill Care uh, coming back. It looks like you're going to have a couple of 50Ks out there or maybe even just one. But uh, you've been to this track a few times. It seems like TB has a home at Killcare. Talk to me about your 50K coming up there. Killcare is an awesome place because it's another one of those tracks that just, you know, the the people there, the the staff, you know, they know what they're doing and they're friendly and, um, you know, they just really welcome you. And then that's, that's for us, obviously, but for the racer, um, it's unbelievable the racing, you know, that, that happens at Killcare, you know, just – some of the runs that are made and and how tight the racing gets there. I know some people say it's too tight. We got to change something, you know, take the track away or, or whatever, um, you know. But it it really is kind of a home for us, you know. When we when we decided to take the leap and move, you know, I called Ron called me and said if if you're looking to make a move and I needed the the race for like two months from then. And he's like he took care of me, you know. He, he took care of me and you know talked us up and you know gained us some racers and you know they really helped us out when we needed it so um you know just can't say enough about the people there and what they do for us and, and every other promoter i mean obviously it's great you know because not only we're there but there's 
four other promoters that host big money bracket races there. Right. And that, you know, is part of the reason um, probably that we that we work so hard on Bowling Green. I mean, it's Kilcare is amazing, but they do have a lot of races there. And, you know, it's a lot on a, on a racer to, you know, even if it is your local track, you know, it's a lot to have to do that six or seven times a year. So obviously a, a great facility that just has a lot of people wanting to bring races there and race there. Definitely, definitely. So we're going to get to a commercial break here real quick, and I'm going to preface uh, when we come back with let's get ready to talk about what 2023 has in store for you, Tyler, yourself. Uh, and uh, we will be right back. Make sure you hit that like and follow button if you haven't already. Share the link if you will as well. Hang in there, guys. Be right back. TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Power Glide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394. 5889. BRG Motorsports 3D Print Racing Parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts. Have a look at top-selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D Printer Racing Parts at telephone number 765-729-1177. We've completely redesigned our best-selling thermostat fan to make it even better. Proform's high-performance universal 15-inch electric fan is the perfect upgrade to replace the stock fan in your vehicle. It's equipped with a thermostat that's adjustable from 160 to 240 degrees. Mounted to your radiator supports with sturdy brackets and driven by a heavy-duty motor, this unit pulls up to 2,800 CFM of air with a 14-amp current draw. All mounting hardware and wiring are included. All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here at the Going Bracket Racing. And uh, can't do this uh, without uh, you guys for hitting the follow and the like and share buttons, but also without our advertising partners, uh, Brian Garrett over at BRG 3D Printed Parts. Uh, you need anything for that race car, he will make what you want. Even if you just say, I want this to be six inches and that to be seven, even though that's kind of pretty, pretty funny, kind of odd shape. He'll make it for you. You'll be okay, and it'll work just like you want it to. Proform Parts, thank you for everything you do and coming on board to the Going Bracket Racing uh, show, and uh, as well as Syntex uh, printing out there, Driven Racing Oil. Uh, we can't really do it without you guys. TSR as well, so thanks, everybody, for being here with us. I accidentally skipped over one pretty important question, so I'm going to hand it back to you, Casey, let you bring us back on around. Yeah, man, George always gets antsy. He wants to get to those commercials so bad. He's the only one that likes them out of everybody. So oh, you can blame okay. him for that. Uh -huh. But anyway, so Tyler, man, I, I just wanted to uh, ask you this because you still obviously reside in the Midwestern area thing, you know, and 
you know, you have four major events in the Midwest. You're really the only promoter, you and Brian, that do multiple races in the in the Midwest area. So I kind of wanted to have you speak to the level of participation and competition within that area because especially me now living in the Southeast, that's what it's all about. Southeast, Southeast is the best. It is what it is. Don't tell them otherwise. And my own, my own friends, they always tell me, man, the Midwest isn't anything. Tell them what the Midwest is like to race in. It's, you know, I, I think every area's got its group, but you know, we used to have a thing, you know, it, it obviously it's probably not this way anymore, but you know, for a long time, Ohio Valley, when it came to stock super stock guys, like if you could win there, you could win anywhere. That's what we said. And, um, you know, the Midwest is the same way, you know, it's just <laughs> Gleghorn's deal he did today with the West coast. I, I, yeah. you know, I, I find it funny as hell, but the Midwest guys, you know, they ain't had as much racing as some of these other guys have. And I know that's the same argument that the west coast has so you know it, it's it's tough to win anywhere i think that the group of racers that's in the midwest is as tough as anybody in the country um you know bogacki's out of the midwest and and a large group of other guys that ain't coming to mind but um you know as tough as all of them and you give them the opportunity they're gonna they're gonna show up and show out just like all the rest I agree, man, and uh, don't forget, this is something that's going to come up down the down the question list here, but don't forget there's uh, quite a few people on that all-star list on Beyondo's top 12, the personal spring fling picks that are from the Midwest, and they're, they're the big names. Yep, that's what I was, I, I was thinking of that list in my head, and, and all the all the faces just wiped off in my brain, but, but yeah, there, there's a lot of them there, and, and a lot of obviously good racers. So, so... Here we go with the questions directed to Tyler Bohannon. So you might be able to take off TV promotions as a hat, even though we'll continue to talk about TV promotions. Tyler, man, you had one heck of a 2021, man. Um, and so I've got to ask, how do you feel about the way 2022 went for you? I know myself, I've seen you quite a few times on Motor Mania deep into some rounds there. So seemingly you had a pretty good 22 as well. Tell us how it went. When you look back on it, you know, it's, it, it went really well, you know, um, you know, we were able to win a national event and be in a couple of national event finals, um, won a 20 grander, finished the year deep, deep in a couple of big races. When, you know, like I said, when you look back on it, it, it wasn't all that bad. It, it actually was a good year. You know, we made it run at the points and, and came short. Um, but you know, when you're two weeks, you know, when you're on the road for six weeks in between those races and you, you know, you've been two weeks and haven't seen third round it it crumbles you you know it's just you're falling apart you you wonder if you should take go south and head home or keep going you know and and those are the weeks where you start thinking you know is am i only going to win once is this you know am i doing the wrong thing or whatever but and it took me all year and finally you know sitting at home working in the shop you look around and you know see stuff that you'd won that year and and how it's gone and you know it's it, it was a good year you know we, we had a very good year and and you know won some races and and uh happy about it it just you got to get to the end and, and see the light you know b before you believe it because when it was happening i thought it was one of the worst years i've had for sure <laughs> yeah man definitely was a really good year uh and and like i said i saw you quite a few times pretty deep into the round sorry to cut you off casey 
No, I was just going to say the fourth round slump is real, man. That's that's what happens to me more often than not, it seems like, because usually the round right before the money all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what, you know, I was finally putting something together at, at the Million in Montgomery this year. And fifth round, I, I've been past the, the fifth round at the Million once, and that was when I won. And, you know, that round seems to always be the split round, and I just, you know, can't get past it. And, you know, when I went through the finish line, the wind light wasn't on. That's just those are the moments, you know, where it's like, I just, is it ever going to, you know, can you, can I make it happen? You know, and then and those are tough ones. Those are real tough ones. Yeah, man. And it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things, at least it seems like it for me that uh, once you get in the money, things get a lot easier. I don't even care if it's 50 bucks. It's just, it seems right. like once you, once you have it coming towards you in any capacity, it just seems like things are significantly easier than they were before. Like, I don't even know if it, like, is it tougher, in your opinion, is it tougher in the buyback round where you know you're done, or is it tougher in, say, the fifth round when you know sixth round, is, especially at those big money races you run, you the sixth round, you know, might be zero or $1,000. Yeah, I, I've always told everybody that I thought first round, you know, was the toughest, but after you lose fifth round five weeks in a row, that becomes the toughest, you know, it's it, it changes, but... You know that that's always a tough round. I, you know, I race when I go bracket racing. I, I do a lot of it with with Will Holloman. Uh, I just think we race really good together. He tells me when I'm stupid, which I need, and you know, it's just I think we bounce off each other really well. We were in Bradenton um, for the SFG race, and I told him, I'm like, you know, this tab it ain't getting no smaller as I keep losing first round every day. It, it started out bad, and that that last day we started putting it together, and I was sitting in his trailer like. All right, it's seventh round. What do we get? And he started telling me, like, oh, okay, I'm good now. Yeah, don't pay that. Yeah, we're, we're good. You know, and it just, it does get easier after that. But, you know, you're right. That that fifth round, sixth round, when you know a split's coming at one of the big races or, you know, just the round money, when you start thinking, okay, finally, I'm starting to take it back down instead of keeping going back up when you've been paying $300 buybacks twice for three days. And, you know, it, it's, that round is, is very, very, very tough. And once you get over it, I think, that's when you're your most dangerous because you, you, you know, the weight's off your shoulders and all you got to do is win the race. Definitely, man. And going back to the, the whole uh, talk about, you know, thinking about the money and stuff, I know you heard the whole story about how Race Tarleton, I think is his name, the guy in the orange Camaro was holding the buy for all that time and then he finally got the point and who does he pull up next to? <laughs> AJ, he wins that round. And that's a hundred thousand dollar difference because it guarantees them to go to the final. So, in my mind, that's the only thing that could have been even close last year to on the level of uh, what you and Champ felt in the final of the GABR Million. Yeah, it, you know, and it was funny. And I mean, if you're thinking about it, that's you know, that's problem number one. But I, I mean, everybody does it. You know, I've I've said it for years that that you can't take moments like that and make it feel like first round but you know it's when you when you are thinking about it less you do better but i you know i staged for a buy run in that race that turned out to be worth 100 grand or you know staged for a semi-final that was worth 180 and when you turn off the racetrack and somebody tells you that it kind of freaks you out a little bit you're glad that they said it afterwards for sure it's it's on another level you know when you're when you're at a national event you know you you know what's on the line you know it's the same money the money don't matter but it's you know you, you know what you're there for and you know what you want to do and you know it's it's the same every time whereas you know one of these races every round's different you know and every round pays more and every round 
you know, your opponent. You know, when there's 400 cars, I mean, not all of them are Johnny Ezel, you know, so um, that changes a lot, too. So that, that makes a big difference. And, you know, knowing what you're staging for, uh, that don't help. <laughs> venture to say though at uh, for example at the at the great american million which you won uh last year i would venture to say that anybody who's going to enter that particular race is pretty much like staging against johnny ezel because no <laughs> one's going to enter that race without thinking they can win because it's so much to enter that race yeah you, you, you're right i mean definitely more you know instead of having 65 or 70 percent you know per- call it the other the other side instead of there being 30 percent of people that are there specifically for the experience knowing they're not going to win you've done knock that down to about five um so you, you, your level of competition is is really high at a race that that costs that much obviously i mean as the entry fees get higher you know your your level of racer is a lot higher as well so sure. um it I guess that's also a good thing. You show up knowing that it ain't going to be easy, or it's not definitely not going to be easy. I should say so. None of them are, um, but but yeah, I think that that probably helps a little bit. You know, you, you're going with the mindset that Johnny Ezo is in the other lane every time you stage, or you know, whoever it may be. All right. Now that being said, then what are what are your personal racing plans for 2023? Are you going to focus on your class racing side of things, or are you going to focus on the big money stuff? I know, obviously, you got married. That's all out of the way now, so you don't have to have <laughs> downtime. We all know how much downtime that takes. So <laughs> you know, yeah. probably hear that, but, you know, is what it is. She's right. a racer, too. <laughs> yeah. No, it, we're, I'm still kind of up in the air of uh, what my plans are. So I've got the urge to go bracket racing really bad um my deal is is that if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it 100 percent. you know i want to do it to my to my fullest ability and in order to do that um i've got to have some people behind me um to make it you know obviously you know jp anytime i need a race car he's got one for me and a good one at that um you know so just putting all the pieces together uh and trying to get out there and be able to do it and if i was able to do that 100 percent, i would um, if not, probably just keep on grinding away, you know, the way we have been with the class racing. Uh, Megan got a new job last, uh, I guess it's been the fall of 21. So uh, all last year she couldn't do a whole lot of racing because she had that job and now she's got some time. So she'll be back racing and doing some super comp stuff, um, you know, and we've talked. And if, if the bracket racing deal came about and I was able to go do it, you know, on my own, then then she'd race a little bit on her own. But, you know, if not, I'll have no problems just continuing to grind away and try to win a world championship and taking her racing. It's a uh, side note. Is JB still running top dragster stuff? Yep, still running top dragster stuff. Um, he he loves it. He's competitive at it. You know, you know one, of, one of the better racers in the country at it. He's, he's you know, got the equipment and everything and, and going to go another year with it and, and keep on going as well as Don, the top sportsman in that whole team they got. So um, no changes with them. They're in Florida right now. They always spend the, the first month or two in Florida. So, um, you know, he's, he's having a nice vacation. And I guess if he calls me and says he needs his race car out, I'll, I'll have it done there for him. Yeah, my old, my old man and my uncle are down there too. I guess everybody goes down there, especially from the Midwest, once that, uh, once that little cold starts to kick in there, he always tells me his bones are – cracking a little bit different so he just gets yeah. out of there for three months so get, the hell out of town. get out of there man so the buzz of the off season 
and I'm just going to go ahead and just put it out there. Everybody here knows what I'm about to say. Uh, All-star race. Um, and and what are your thoughts on the list of drivers? Um, pretty extensive list, to say the least. I bet you staged against probably all of them at least once. Probably. What do you think, man? Pretty good list of people there. I thought they did an incredible job with, with their 12 picks. Um, nothing surprised me, I guess, which... Uh, which that did surprise me that nothing surprised me. Um, I thought that their 12 picks were great. Um, you know, I saw a lot of a, a lot of debate over the, the voted picks, but it, you know, it, when you have that, that's you know, that's the nature of the beast. I mean, a, a, a voting poll like that, you're going to see some racers that maybe you don't feel like um, should be a part of. It. You know, I I definitely saw five or six guys on that list that definitely did deserve it. You know, for sure. Um, you know, Donovan. Should, you know, I. Donovan had an incredible year, and it's like I tell everybody that, that might say something. Donovan races with Gary and Troy Williams 45 weeks a year. He can't suck. Right. Even if he tries, he can't suck. You know, it's just when you race 45 times a year, you're going to find some wins. When you do it with Gary and Troy, you're going to find a lot of wins. Um, and he's only going to get better from here. So uh, definitely was happy to see him on there and, and, you know, race kid as well and Nick Folk and, and Josh Baker, who I've raced around since I started incredible racer deserve to be on the list for sure um and and some of the others but you know like i said that's just i know there was a lot of debate about it that's that's just how that that format works and uh the one thing i was going to ask peter about that i hadn't yet is what made him do maybe he said this and i didn't hear it but what made him do 12 instead of 16 mm-hmm. um you know making it that even 64 car field at the end um i'm sure he's a genius with this stuff i mean he you know it's the spring fling so he's got a reason it's probably a good one i just haven't heard it yet Right, right. Now, and and let's be honest, a heck of a list, and all of those racers have to pick a partner. So, how's your DMs looking? What about text message? What about uh, phone calls? Anybody called you yet? Said TB man, you got you got, and it doesn't matter what you drive. Obviously, you can get in the door car, you get the dragster. Anybody called you yet? You gonna let us know? I got a phone call from <laughs> uh, from one of my heroes. So. Uh, that was the debate, though, is, is we're going to try to figure out the door car dragster stuff. Um, but one of the guys that took me under his wing when I started bracket racing and, and you know, one of the legends of the sport. So um, once I nail down some details with him, I'll, I'll say who it is. But yeah. it, I got the call. I was actually at, at Hunter Patton's house the other night, you know, hanging out with him and got the call. And I hung up and I called my dad, you know, it's just people like that call you to do stuff i mean it's it's it means so much to me so i did that's the one phone call that i got and it was it was a really cool deal and looking forward to it that's pretty sweet yeah man and i think what peter did that's really cool about this whole thing is he focused on your your partner has to be of the opposite car type that's what i think is really cool about this whole deal because otherwise realistically if if that wasn't the case, every single person is probably bringing their dragster because the dragster overall, you can tighten everything up a little bit better. There's only, in my opinion, there's two door car drivers in this country that that are literally on dragster level no matter what and no matter where they are, and that's Nick Hastings and that's Matt Daddis. And that's that's the only two people that I've seen Hastings for sure knows what it feels like to go 6'10 more than anybody in this entire world. <laughs> Yeah, those and that's you know, it is easier to tighten it up. You just have less moving parts and less less pieces that change. Um, You know, these guys have a lot of good door cars out here. I mean, and it's amazing how simple they are. You know, Matt's stuff is 
more simple than a stock eliminator car, and it's as good as it is every car that he owns. So, I mean, th- those guys are out there, but I do like that format. Um, it's, I'll be interested to see, you know, there's obviously some of the guys on the list that you never see in a door car, you know, uh, Ezel's one of them, and, uh, you know, Glitty and Jeff Sarah has one, but he's not in it very often. I mean, he runner up whatever it was at, at our race, um, so he can do it. Um, but it's just, you know, Gary, Troy, those guys, what are they going to pick? And, uh, you know, what, how will that change what, what they, who they pick and how they do it? It's, that's what interests me. And, you know, I've heard talking with some of those guys like Dadis and, um, you know, I heard some uh, insight from Coltrera just hearing who they pick and what changes about it. And, and it's pretty cool. You know, it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, man. And that's, uh, that's true. The, uh, you know, there's, there's, Two guys that I actually just left out of that, and that's why this is called the All-Star List, actually. You know, Kevin Brannon, he does just as good in his Monza as he does in his dragster or anybody's dragster that he's driving at the time. Gary Williams could be driving that Boss Lady Camaro, which, by the way, he had three perfect runs at Galat in that car last year. I saw them. So it's, you know, so I, I can eat my words on all that, and Bogak, he could bring his roadster. Yeah, so, you that's know. what... Me, me and Hunter talked about that the other day. Uh, he said Luke definitely, you know, got probably going to be in the roadster, and I, and I agree with that. And um, oh, who are we? oh, I, I will tell you, the rumors can can kind of happen from here with what his teammate will be. But it sounds like he's definitely going to be in the door car, uh, from just the, what I've heard. And uh, you know, I have noticed that the dragster guys um, have picked the door car. You know, the guys that I've talked to seem like they're going to lean towards the door car side. Um, but, you know, still some of them are sticking with the dragster. It's kind of 50-50, the guys that can do both, uh, what they're deciding to do. Yeah, man, it'll it'll be very interesting to see. And uh, it's, it's almost unfortunate that uh, I just wish that, uh, you know, I know it's great for marketing purposes that he did it in, what is it, September in Columbus. I'm like, man, I just wish it was that Galat because – you know, we're going to have to wait all year to see this happen. And But at the same time, you know, on one hand, you'd say, okay, it's something to look forward to the entire year. That time of year also is the time where there's the OG Million and a ton of other major races. Uh, Galen just announced a $500,000 race the other day. I'm sure that's around the time that's going to be. Um, I wish it was a little earlier in the year. Uh, for my own selfish reasons, I wish it was at Galat because I'm 20 minutes away. I just go see it in person. <laughs> but uh, so – we might as well go on to the uh, next question here because we've been wearing out that all-star talk for, for the last week because we're so excited about it. But this season, uh, what race uh, – it's kind of a two-part question. What race are you most excited of yourself to promote and which race are you most excited to compete in? The I think the race that I'm, I'm most excited to, to promote has got to be Bowling Green with the you know just all the changes. Um, you know, in the new venue there. I, I'm super excited about that. I know that with the couple changes we're making in St. Louis, though, uh, would love to see a huge turnout for that and super excited to see that. However, just everything around Bowling Green and what we're doing is definitely what I'm most excited about. You know, the race I'm most excited to attend is kind of tough. Um, you know, that all-star deal, whether I'm in it or not, it's going to be an awesome thing to see. Uh, however, I, I think the og million being in the midwest and getting to to see that i don't know that anything can top it i mean i haven't seen anything yet that i feel like um other than the all-star race possibly rivaling it and you know what we're doing i think that's pretty big for a lot of the the south 
the, the south end of the country. So um, the OG Million in St. Louis is definitely probably at the top of the list right now that, that I won't be missing. I agree, man, and I, I want your opinion also. Of, obviously, I mean, last year was was an absolute blowout on a ton of races. Like, I mean, your races were highly attended. Uh, obviously, the fling events were highly attended. The OG Million was extremely highly attended. Uh, do you think that that carries into 2023, and do you think the OG Million being a gateway, do you think that that brings the same car count? Because, you know, at the end of the day, like we said, all those major interstates all connect there in St. Louis. So will that make it even bigger than it was last year? I keep, I, me and Brad keep talking and I keep telling him that I, there is a little bit of part of me that's nervous, you know, and I told him that we need to, we need to stay in our, our bubble. You know, it's, we don't have a, we went a little bit bigger this year, which makes us both nervous, but we don't have that outrageously priced weekend. Now we're not running for that kind of money either, but you know, we could keep it to where, if you want to attend one of our races, you know, anybody can save a couple months or whatever and make it happen. Um, I do, th- it looks to me like 2023 is going to continue to go like the last couple of years has, um, but it's not what I expected. So I, what's, I think it was in 2020 when all three millions were within like a month of each other. And I thought that that, you know, I know for me, I was, you know, doing this and doing that and between the races, you know, whatever I could do and come up with the money and, you know, just, it was not easy to come up with the money to just single at all three of those races. And I do believe that with the 500 that Brit's doing, the OG million, you know, the all-star race, which if you're not in the all-star race, you don't have that $2,000 entry fee, but, you know, even just attending the race that they're in that that area um you are gonna i think you might see a little bit of a drop off towards the end of it mm-hmm. um i've noticed it what like i was saying or hinting at with kill care you know our fall event usually had less stars than the spring event because you got four or five races at the same racetrack in between and you know maybe it's not money but the burnout or you know whatever it is so um i hope all those guys you know kill it and i think that you know, a 500 grander is going to do what a 500 grander does. And, you know, the fling, the fling's going to do what the fling does, but then add in the all-star race, the million should still do what it does. I don't think that the folks would be upset if they lost a few cars. You know, I can tell you that running 600 cars or 550, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that they would be okay with a little less. Obviously, um, they're very fortunate, and very happy and thankful for it. But, you know, as far as running a race, it's you can't be as efficient and bring the same experience with 600 as you can 350 or 400 um i think there's still that chance that they get it um but like i said i think 450 if they had 450 cars i wouldn't look i don't think they're going to look at it as you know it wasn't as good of an event so as big as these races are and what they mean to people it should still be fine but with them being that tight together um there's still that chance that they do have some fall off now that, that brings me to another thought. You, again, with uh, TV promotions being one of the major promoters, it's kind of like you guys are almost the line there as far as that's far west as anybody promotes. Do you notice whenever you have races at, uh, you know, in the Midwestern area, how far west do people come uh, to your races? Well, I mean, it was a big change for us. Um, you know, we had, when we did the class race, I mean, we had, racers from california and when we did the bracket race we had racers from california um 
now I would say the general consensus of like a larger number of racers would come as far west, you know, on the other side of Kansas, you know, things like that, which is still further than most guys travel to go to these races. So um, definitely had the, the Arizona, the California, but, you know, you still had an eight to 10 hours west of St. Louis, um, you know, new faces. I think that that's still something that you're going to see. You know, I think a lot of those guys do it one time to experience it. But because it's still 10 or 12 hours closer than the next big money race that they can attend. So um, that's what the millions definitely going to see a big change in. I think the West Coast guys are going to show out for it. And that's that's the one race Gleghorn's going to be have the most competition on his on his <laughs> idea today. But, um, you know, I I still think that uh, the East Coast will will have more racers, but you're going to see a big flock of them. Hey, man, the one thing you got to say about Gleghorn is uh, at least whenever he goes on Randy, he does put his money where his mouth is. He says, I'm going to show up. He said he'll pay 10% more if you yeah, win, and you're you're from the West Coast. So come on, West Coasters. I, I love it. That's, a, that's an argument that will never die, but, you know, I, I do love it. I mean, I, I'm friends with those guys out there, but we, we talk about it all the time. And, you know, he's, they just say there's, there's not as many racers out here, but, I mean, they still have the top 1% like we do. So, um, you know, I think if they were top 1% and our top 1% would be, would be a good sight to see. What do you think about his, uh, quarter mile shootout? Cause I, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. hundred percent all in. I'll, I'll say it on here. I'll say it anywhere. I wish all this stuff would go back to the quarter mile. Uh, big part of the reason I run an HRA. I love quarter mile racing. I love, you know, going the extra distance. I think if they went back to quarter mile, it would take the, practice tree race effect out of this stuff and, and put the driver back in the car a little bit um i think that would be phenomenal it would hurt the promoter you know we can't i i can't make it work i don't think anybody can right now but um i think that it would make the racing better i think you might see the guys that did it 15 years ago shine again you know like they did then um but guys are gonna figure it out and that'll change too i think that it would be a good reset for us and I, I entered a shootout and I'm planning on making it so I'm I'm very excited for it yeah and what, a good venue to have it at too with uh yeah. Texas Motorplex getting back on the map with a bracket program as it as in, in its entirety that's just so happens to be in my backyard so it there's no not much traveling for me that's about an hour and 10 minutes up the road so um, that's, definitely that's awesome. gonna be nice yeah yeah, the motor the motorplex is uh, making a big move this year. When I was talking to Ryan about his race, he was telling me about the bracket program, and you know they'll they'll have the double again, and and I guess that's what I'm hearing the the all stars is going to go to. So um, definitely a big move for them. Hopefully uh, everybody's happy about that. I think in that that region is on both sides bracket racing and NHRA. Oh, absolutely. What car are you going to drive the shootout? I would I would have to stay a dragster I guess I I just feel if I'm gonna race for money I just I felt more comfortable um, but you know that's usually because the dragster that I had was better than the door car and a couple changes to my sister's truck this fall you know converter from Marco and, and a couple phone calls to APD that thing is as good as my dragster so I'm excited mm -hmm. to get in this year too and and you know kind of see what it has um, you know if I can put something together early i might stay in it for a while and kick her out <laughs> get out of there yeah. i just the one thing i want to see so bad out of that quarter mile shootout is i want to see a legitimate 
top dragster dialed like 610 or something running down like a 10 second door car i just want to see it well i talking to danny nelson today if we can get him to show up he'd be the guy he was he was talking about bracket racing he was looking for a bracket car because he said my car is too much for for this stuff you know trying to race going to be 80 but i think if there's a guy that you can see do that it'll be him oh yeah wow. danny can do it man danny's been winning for a whole lot of years He's another person, you know, that people forget about, which is which is crazy because he's got literally one of the original dragster chassis companies in the entire country, and he's a top dragster champion multiple times, and he's won a bunch of big money stuff, and he always gets left off of that, uh, you know, not, not the all-star in particular, this list, but the all-star category, he gets forgotten just like Nick Falk gets forgotten. Huh. <laughs> well, you know, when, when you you know, when you got an attitude like Nick does, I mean that you know that that doesn't help anything. I'll have a text, <laughs> I'll have a text from him here in twenty minutes. But yeah, Danny. I mean, I didn't. I've I've owned Danny cars and, and been friends with Danny and didn't even know you know his history in bracket racing because I just wasn't something I was you know very smart about until until recently. So he's he's a really good driver even now you know and he's. He might, he's not 70 yet, but he's, you know, close and uh, still an unbelievable racer. And I know that he had, he's had a very, you know, decorated history in the sport. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, you know, we've reached that hour point like we always do at GBR. Tyler, man, if you had anything else that you wanted to get across, uh, the floor is yours, man. If you got anything, you, uh, anything more you need to get out. Just, you know, if you got any questions about our TV stuff, our, our numbers are all over the flyers and on our Facebook page and stuff. And, you know, really looking forward to, to what we're doing. And if you're looking to maybe have that destination race of the year, if you're, you know, the weekend guy who, who picks a race each year, we we hope that it's us. And, and whether that's St. Louis in the Midwest or, or maybe traveling a little further south and going to Bowling Green, um, you know, both of those are, are newer races with uh, with our new formats and, and looking forward to those. So, um, you know, Give us a shot. We'll we'll do our best. Absolutely, and I promise you won't be uh, disappointed. And uh, you don't just have to take my word for it. Show up and then tell me about it later. I'll be uh I'll be glad to listen. So, Casey, what you got in closing, man? Anything? I'm a lot, man. Just uh, again, want to thank those people that make GBR possible. Syntex Printing, Chance Performance Parts, TSR Racing Products, Driven Racing Oil, Proform Parts, BRG 3D Printed Pop Products. Team 14, Ken Jones performance. Other than that, when are we going to be back, George? I don't know, but before I get out of here, I'm going to say happy birthday to you, bro. It's uh, Casey's birthday. If everybody didn't know, um, drink a couple of adult sodas for me while you, while you, uh, when you get off the stream. How about that? And uh, But otherwise, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Uh, thanks for joining us, Tyler. Hope you have good, safe travels, and uh, we'll see you again as well. Thanks, everyone.